we were looking for a really competent, world-class halfback. We are looking for a player who's already played test football, uh, which is viewed by his, his state, Queensland, and Kevin Wallers, his coach, as a, as a long-term replacement for some of their superstars who, who are getting at the back end of their careers. So, you know, for us, uh, it was about someone who's been a regular halfback, has played at the highest level, uh, competent getting a team around, good family man, and also on the back of it, uh, quite composed as a person. So I've uh, been re really excited, and I think obviously the Red V fans will be over the moon too. Poor old Josh McCrone, he just ticks so many of those boxes, Dragons fans. Uh, obviously this uh, news has come out that he's officially signed, Ben Hunt, with the Dragons, uh, after we'd recorded the podcast on Sunday. So strap in for Mr. DC and myself, Warwick Nicholson, for the next, I don't know, half an hour. G'day League Lovers, welcome to episode 157, is that correct Wazza? It is. Uh, of Not The Footy Show, as I, I just said, Warwick Nicholson is sitting beside me and we're here once again. And who are you, David Chapman? My name is Mr. DC. Well, there you go. Uh, um, with David Chapman, but we're close. We just figured out that it's been a year since we've done... Well, one since together, yeah. Yeah, since I've been involved with one um, and we had to quickly bring it to a hastily end. Are we going to tell them about that? Was that in the podcast? I can't remember. Well, a year ago, for those that obviously listened... For the episode of a thousand times last year, we uh, ended up uh, hurrying it up so we go see uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Remembering, yes, that's right. It had been out for a while, but we hadn't seen it together, and that's that's sort of a necessity. With and us. Uh, where have we been for the last couple of hours? We've been watching Rogue One. Yes, so yes, we have. Uh, very good movie, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk except about for that end scene, which is just yeah, off the charts amazing. Uh, everybody, thanks for rejoining us again. This is the third podcast that's been out in like a week and a half, which is like what's going on in Not The Footy Show land because we don't usually um, pump them out this quick anymore. But uh, you would have heard uh, my chat with Nigel Vangana uh, just on Friday. If you haven't heard it yet and you've downloaded this one, what are you doing with your life? Uh, this one is nowhere near as good as the Nigel one, so go listen to that. And uh, we had a bit of a recap one I did with Meg Duncan up there in Brisbane at the end of 2016. That went up uh, last week. Dave, I want to start with a big, big topic. Yeah. Huge topic. Huge. Right after the break on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Okay, Mr. DC. You've uh, picked up someone at halfback, I believe, but yes, is it confirmed? Has well Ben Hunt signed with the St. George Laura Dragons? I must admit, I'm one of these people that if I read about it, I take it as gospel. So I read about it somewhere. I'm not too sure where it Korea was. Korea Mail, I believe. Uh, and apparently the situation is $5 million over five years with the one-year extension. Uh that's a lot of money for Ben Hunt. Yes, I was when I first heard it, I was ecstatic because I thought, oh, that's fantastic. He's a great, you know, he'll do well with Whitup and all the rest of it. But then I heard that we're paying him one million a year, and I was like, well, is there going to be any money left over for anyone else? 
he isn't worth one million a year. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Was I mean, am I missing something here? Is there is is the the whole um, salary cap going up meaning that this is what those t- caliber players are worth these days? I don't think it's a salary cap thing. I think it purely is in order to get Ben Hunt to Simon the Dragons. That's what you had to pay him. Now, if I just simply asked you, and you've sort of answered the question, but I simply asked you, if you had the opportunity to acquire Ben Hunt as your halfback at the Dragons at the age of, you know, I said 24, 25, and the rest of the show, he's actually 26, but, you know, close enough. Would you do it? Yes, but not, uh, I'm one of these guys. Why, why is money important? Because it's part of the game. You, you, can't, honestly, you, can't... you honestly think that for the sake of 200 grand, which may be what the well, Broncos what if that means we can't hold on to Tyson Frizzell? It's a big deal. These... I think you've got you, you don't win the comp with Tyson Frizzell. I'm not saying you win the comp with Ben Hunt, but you're a better chance at building a team that possibly could contend with Ben Hunt as your halfback than Tyson Frizzell as one of your back. Yes, rows. but there is a limit on the the price. I don't know. It, it, I, I must admit, I'm a little bit rusty here. I'm out of touch with how much these guys are getting paid, but isn't wasn't the Cherry Evans deal only a little bit more than that? Yeah. Wasn't JT on only a little bit? Isn't him and Kevin yeah. Smith, they're not on Correct. way more than that, and they are proper. But who's your halfback heading into 2017, mate? <laughs> there's this there's this fella that he's one of your favourites. His name's McCrone. The solution. He may and, well uh, be the solution again this year. And who else? Well, it was Hutchison, but now he's injured for the year. Yeah. And who else? Now, we've got no one else, but... Who have you got in the system? You've got a kid called, I think his name's Jai Field, who's like... He's too young. He's not ready. He's not ready. Well, I mean, surely we could have got someone else. Surely, I just would have hoped. Fair enough, maybe it's just the, you know, we've got to bail ourselves out, so therefore we have to do it. But do you do a five-year, one-year deal? You do what you can to get a player like Ben Hunt. Will that will that stuff us up financially for the next five years because we're playing? Yes, every team's got to have a marquee player. But Okay, I'll ask you, what do you think you were playing Ben Cray for the last couple of years of his career? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, like I at would, the end of the day, I, I look at it as I am happy to go cheap as chips if I have to in the forwards or in the centers or in the wing no, or whatever. I, it's, but I want to get if I'm paying top dollar, I am paying it to the position that helps me win football games, and that is the halves hooker and a couple of fullbacks in the comp. Uh, surely, you, you have to spend surely, to get to upgrade. Okay, but there are other teams out there that have that but don't have a forward pack and they can't win because. This is correct, but you know, yeah, I mean, look at look at Newcastle for example. Hod- Hodkinson's a good. He's not a he's not a gun. He's not a gun, but he's a much Hunt better a player than what he did last year because Hunt, he didn't Hunt have the forward pack. And but can he do it without a forward? My my point is, a rugby league team needs quality across the park, and if you put if you pay heaps for this particular position, then you don't have as much for the other positions, and your team is lacking again. It's funny though; you paid an absolute mozzo to get Wayne Bennett to coach you. But you, there's no salary up, cap on that. You upped the ante at that stage. You just were prepared to do it. And I think that's what Doust is facing is, when did you win the comp? 2010. Okay. What, what season are we entering? 2017. Now, Dragons fans, like most fans, but Dragon fans seem to be very vocal on this topic, they demand success. They've been wanting to oust Doust for however many years. If he's sitting there and he's looking at his team, which, let's be honest, is mediocre heading yeah. into this competition. Yeah. And, and I think we, we saw last year just how fortunate they were that they ended up in the um, finals in 2015 because they just didn't ever look likely uh, no. in 2016. They're facing a very similar kind of year. I don't think... I mean, the, the way our competition is is that you can make the finals with a 
average side if other teams fall over and you have a good run or two in, in at the end of the year. That's year. right. But yeah. Well, that's they're not going to win a comp next year or this year. Sorry, no. in 2017. So he's had to sit there and go, I'm going to cop it all year. But if I can go out there and get myself a halfback who, you know, let's be honest, until he dropped the ball in that uh, grand final, was one oh, of the best he, players in the field. Yeah, that's right. And everyone was and raving about him. I'm a huge fan. He's played for Australia. Let's not forget that. All right. I had, um, I had forgotten you'd that. You'd forgotten that. Yeah. He is a he's a top five halfback in the competition. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. He's maybe not top three, but he's definitely top five. And you spend what is now an increasing salary cap to get him. Now, this I, is, I'm, this I'm is okay key. with it. I think it is a massive boost for the Dragons. Does it make them a premiership winner? Of course not. Does it give them a better chance? Yes. I'd like to hear from Doust. I'm, going, I'm just going down that avenue. Um, you know, that, that he's done it deliberately because he's got a plan for the next five years. Well, this about, is the whole point. About, you know, It's not confirmed. Well, okay. The Courier-Mail are saying that he's he's signed, and good luck to him if he has, and good luck to them um, for reporting. But um, I couldn't find anything on the Dragons website, could you? No, it's not been confirmed on the Dragons website, so that's a bit of a... Now, if I'm, if I'm doused, I am out there, I am, I'm, I'm hitting the bugle hard and just saying, hey, we've got Benny. Um, but I haven't heard anything. Well, maybe maybe they're deliberately keeping it quiet because I know that the Dragons fans will say, how come you're paying him that much? Well, I actually think it's almost worked oppositely by it, people hit oppositely. Is that a word? Yeah, Opposite. let's make it a word. Let's go, I like it. Um, they've almost gone, oh, we hear we've signed him. And when it hasn't been confirmed, it's like, well, what's, let's, poke what's holes, going on? Yeah. let's poke holes in this as much as we can to the point where you start talking yourself out of a play before he's even officially announced. And we've seen players Listen, <laughs> change their much, minds in the past. How much do you know about the salary cap? What what's it working up towards? Oh, and look, uh, it's is, is, some... it, is it actually a smart move? Because in five years' time, we're only paying him a million dollars when, at the time, he might be worth two million. Well, I do want to talk about JT's decision um, to retire from rep football and when he's going to finish his career in the next segment. But the, the element of that whole contract that he wants to sign for twenty eighteen because he's under contract for this year, and then he's right not under contract for next year. He wants to sit there with management for the Cowboys and say, what is the salary cap for 2018 and beyond? Before he once, makes his decision. Once he knows what that is, then they'll work out, okay, what are we going to pay him for that last year? He's pretty much guaranteed he's going to stick around, but the way the salary cap looks in 2018 versus what it looked like in 2017, that's going to determine what he ends up spending. So so do we what, Do we officially, we don't know it, what, it what changes the salary cap every is happening. single year. It really does. And I couldn't even tell you what the specific number is right now. I'm glad you said that because I was a bit upset that I didn't know the number. No, it, and, I, and I thought you would know. But I, I am happy to say that you know if you're spending him spending a million dollars on a you know dominant playmaker, if your salary, if, even if it's a fifth of what your cap is, yeah. again, it's better than having a I mean, hundred and ten thousand to... dollar player who look good luck to him for getting one hundred and ten grand, but he's not going to win you a premiership or give you a chance at that. And I just, I, I just look at this whole signing as. They are doing what they've deemed necessary, and they've always been lambasted, and you know this as yeah. a Dragons fan, for never doing enough since they won the comp. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, I mean, they've, they've been doing what they've been trying to do. They they put their hopes on Benji and, and uh, Widdop, and, um, and fair we, enough, we've had that really discussion about out. the style and the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, righty, righty, right. I mean, the other, the other side of the equation is you mentioned Bennett. I mean, really, premierships come down to coaches, don't they? Oh, no, they're, they're down to players. It's funny, I'm actually reading Bennett's book at the moment. Right. I've got it near Christmas time, and... Um, he's going through the period of where they um, had won in 92 and 93, and then they're in that, that four-season uh, four period, three-season period 
of 94, 95, 96, and he wrote notes to himself and he said stuff like, we have the team, we've got the best team in the comp, but simple errors, um, not completions, uh, players drinking too much, players social, like he's noted down All the reasons the pieces, why they didn't win yeah. the competition. And I think what he's really underscoring there is you can have all the time in the world, but it doesn't just happen. And that was his biggest challenge. It's, it's a pretty intriguing read. It's the Man in the Mirror version uh, book by Bennett. Um, I'm not even close to finishing it, but um, it's really interesting to see. He's he sort of he evaluates where they were in each of those seasons, and he's 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 really he got depressed actually. He said um, around how they just couldn't seem to take what they had and win the competition. Um, it's a really interesting insight. And so I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you, your players ultimately they'll decide whether you win the competition. The coach can only do so much. See, I, I oh, geez, I don't know. I see it the other way. I I look at a coach like Craig Bellamy. And whichever player goes there that was doing nothing before, or they go down to Melbourne and... But I mean, the, and other, the, other, the other flip side players. of the argument is because they're playing with Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, but they became that good because of Bellamy. I, I still maintain that. Yes, they're good players. Oh, he, but he helped develop them for there, sure. There are I, I just, some coaches yeah, I, I know that just know I think how to the make the, the players element, play better. It really is. It's... If you can get both the chicken and the egg at the same time, who cares of how they first I mean, came about. yeah, well, that's true, doesn't it? I mean, you need, like I said before, you need your forwards, you need your backs, you need your halves, and you need a coach. It so all needs to come together. The biggest question out of all this is not how will the Dragons go, it's uh, what do the Broncos do now they've lost their halfback? Well, apparently they've got Benji. Well, he'll play the centres, I reckon, this year. Centres, you reckon? That's where I'm, that's where I'm predicting he'll play. Uh, now, whether he'll be there... After this season is because remember Hunt's not signed for 2017. He's signing for 2018. 2018. That's true. So the big thing that they were saying is there a chance they'll try and get Ashley Taylor back. Yeah, let go. Well, that's a good point. Titans. Yeah, they've got a whole year. Um, to, Kane Elgi would be also available uh, potentially. Um, there's a few. Other, I mean, who's not going to want to go and play in the halves with Matthew Milford? Yeah, exactly. So they're at, not going to have a problem. <laughs> they're not going to have a problem signing him. Uh, quickly on the Broncos, um, they also picked up Corbin Sims this week. Uh, he got a release from the Knights, and from what has been reported, he is going to have a big chunk of his salary paid by the Knights to go play for the Broncos. And there's a whole link back to Wayne Bennett with that move as well, because Bennett. How does that? I don't. Win. I've never understood that. How did? How does that happen? How did teams end up paying for a player to play somewhere else? What? There must be some sort of political something that, it's, that I don't it's, understand. It's a financial. I don't know, washing of your hands, but you kind of yeah. It's it's I don't I don't get it. I just go well if you're not if I'm not going to get any value out of you, we'll play what, reserve grade. <laughs> yeah, what are we? Yeah, seriously, what are we paying you for? That's I mean, why you don't want to get CEOs of rugby league clubs. Uh, last words on Ben Hunt. Gosh, I hope he proves me wrong. Gosh, I hope he becomes. Why are you like, down on him? Is it just because of the money? Yeah, it is. It is purely because I because oh. when I first heard, I loved it. I thought, oh yes, he's an awesome player, and he should complement with it very well. That, that's awesome because Benji didn't really do what we thought he was going to do. I, I was I was loving it, but then I was thinking I wasn't really thinking. And then I heard million a season. I thought, oh, but that's just going to stuff up some other position. There's you know, it it is purely only the money. Why I'm down here, he he will be a very good player for us. And if yeah, he can, I think you're being overly harsh. Uh, anyway, we'll come back after the break on the footy show and talk about well, I don't know something else. What do you do? I'm an architect. <laughs> Have you designed any buildings in New York? Have you seen the uh, new addition to the Guggenheim? You did that? Yep, yep. It didn't take very long either. Not the show. Okay, Mr. DC, it's time to talk about JT deciding that 2018 will in all likelihood be his final rugby league season and 2017, this season, will be his last representative year. Uh, are you happy with that call from JT? 
It makes sense. It's been coming for a while. Um, I'm half expecting Smithy and Billy and the rest of them to follow suit. Well, Billy, it'd be really interesting to see whether he gets back into the Origin team this year. Um, if he's fit and he's played the first part of the season when Origin 1 rolls around, he will be Queensland fullback. I, yeah. I have pretty much no doubt about that. Uh, will he make the Australian team? That one, I know I know, I know. know loves him, um, but you know, all you need to do is break down at some stage in the season and doubt start again for World Cup. But, and I that's mean, the big reason behind what they're doing is the World Cup's yeah, this but year. But that's like saying if... You know, if James Maloney continues to play well, he'll be in the, the New South Wales side. Will he continue? Will Billy come back and play well? I hope so. He's only played I've, eight games in two years. Yeah, I've got my doubts about him. I think his body's just let him down too much, and I, I don't know if he can come back this and is a be discussion what he was. The reason I bring it up is that um, I was talking with uh, May Duncan on episode 155, and he made a point that he thinks JT is going to get old quick. Now, he turns 34, I think, Um this season, uh, so he's got he effectively played at least thirty five. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, there's a there's an element of you've been up at this level for so long, and the champions obviously are the champions. But yeah, it's it's a fair point that you know this could be the last year that we see, as you say, a bunch of those players play at the top of their game and and head out. I think there's no doubt that Smith will keep going to the end of this season um, and possibly beyond. Uh, he's yeah. he just seems fairly durable yeah. on that front. And I don't think Australia necessarily will, or Queensland probably more to the point, lose like five in one go at the end of a series. I think I think oh, I can see JT retiring possible. and Smith not retiring from Origin this year. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I mean, injuries happen as well. Mm. When you're older, injuries do happen. I mean, they're the playmakers, so they're not you know as much getting tackled as much. But mind you, in saying that, Smithy does a million tackles a game. So yeah. he might, you know, his shoulder might give out or something. Um, yeah, I, JT, he's been, he's been awesome and he keeps... It, the longevity of these players really does surprise me. I keep on thinking to myself, oh, that player's not going to do very well this year. And then they just come out and have the best year of their life. Let me ask you this question. Oh, and, and Steve Price, they, I just kept on thinking they're not going to keep going and yeah. yet they did. So, All right, you, you mentioned that, you know, obviously... Age catches up to people and all that kind of stuff. If you had the opportunity to sign Jonathan Thurston for 2018 at 35 years old for a million bucks, or Ben Hunt at 24 or 25 year olds for a million bucks, who would you take? You mean 2018 for one year? Well, if, if you get convinced JT to stick around for a few more, then good luck to you. But who would you take? This will tell you where yeah, you're yeah. spending your money. Well, that's a good question, isn't it? I Like I said, I, I'm very skeptical of any older players who are jump and ship to a, a new club, it kind of feels like that last-minute money grab. But he doesn't need the money, does he? Like he's, oh, he's, This he's, is purely he's, about what you would spend the million dollars on. Forget everything. It's, it's, you're telling me before that you think it's over, overs for Ben Hunt. Well, he's, at the age yeah, of 25, whatever he is. I know, but don't you earn that a bit later on in life? Well, that's that's exactly, what I was trying that's to exactly say. That's exactly the point. So in would my, you take in, in, in JT my head, 35? Before, before, ben, before this whole thing, and really it's still now, I haven't changed my mind, but in my head, it's JT and Cam Smith and Greg Inglis, those these are the players that are worth a million a year mm-hmm. because they've proven it time and time again, and they you know you know you're going to get a million dollars worth of playing out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a gamble with Ben Hunt. He's he's doing very well. Um, he he could be anything. That's not really answering the question. Would you take JT thirty five with no guarantee beyond one year for yeah, a million bucks, I, I, or would you yeah, take Ben well, Hunt at twenty five for the next five years? Yes, I would take JT for the one month. 
Oh, for the one, 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 <laughs> one year, even. Geez, in the last one month for the one year. Oh, yeah, well, because it, you know you're only got to pay him that one million for the one year. So it's the length of the deal that worries you about Ben Hunt. So when, no, he, when he's Queensland well, and Australian halfback at the age well, of 27, this is what I just, this, and only paying paid a million bucks. This is what I was trying to say. Do they know something that we don't know? If they're backing him to become the next Jonathan Thurston, he will be he'll be worth more than a million dollars a year in five years' That's time. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? But JT has been worth every cent whichever club has paid him. Uh, we'll finish up on the footy show's 157th episode after the break. They are requesting a call sign. It's um. Show. Show? All right, we're back for the final segment of Not The Footy Show, episode 157. Warwick Nicholson in the chair on the left. Mr. DC in the chair on the right. Depending which way you're looking at us, otherwise, you know, that's, well, oppo that's well, oppositely. Um, on my right. The other way. <laughs> Dave, I've given you the chance. Uh, I realised as I was reading the, the little bio of our episode a year ago, uh, it was a new segment that I debuted that we never did again called um, I think, <laughs> Ask Mr. DC or Mr. DC Talk or something like that. Okay. Um, what did you want to talk about? You've got about, I don't know, five minutes of total time that you can use, but you direct us in a direction, and if uh, this is the point everyone stops listening to the podcast, then I'd recommend it. Okay, then. Um, first of all, I want to just say BattleBots is awesome. If you're not going to watch Rugby League, watch BattleBots. <laughs> Secondly, let's, let's talk about Rugby League in Australia and, and the direction it's heading in. Um, <laughs> nice, easy topic. Well, we went to. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. No, well, it's it's it's. I'm not going to rehash something that I've that I've talked about. You know my stance. I, I have a whinge about going to the game and having to fight for a seat on a hill and then pay twenty dollars for the food and it's not even properly warm and all the rest of it. Um, it, it 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 doesn't ruin my night, but surely they can get it right. Surely, somehow, they can... We have just discussed this before, but I guess the, the, the question I hear you asking is, how much do you want to pay to go to the game and enjoy the game? What's your, what's your top dollar on that? Because, I mean, everybody... Dave's got four kids, and he'd love to take them all to footy as much as he could. Yeah, but... You... What is that looking like as a cost to take the, just you and the four kids to the football? Well, I mean... You... The... I think their rationale is... Have you been able to do that, I guess, is my biggest question. Well, I haven't been able to do it very much at there all. There you go. Um, and, and basically, it's sort of like the cost of going to the footy is the, is the same as the cost of going to, to, to the movies. And, I mean, you all know how much it costs to take your whole family to the movies these days. It's not cheap, and so you don't go as often. Um, it's, but it's fair enough. They're putting on an entertainment. They're putting on a great show that, you know, that particular game is only going to be played once. It's not going to be replayed live anywhere mm. um why shouldn't they charge that much but if they're going to charge that much well how much are you under the impression it costs to take people to the football what's a, what's a family ticket cost do you know how much a family ticket costs to go to the football i don't i don't keep this stuff it's it's around about 25 dollars a person so you can buy a but, family pass for between 40 and 50 bucks which is either one adult and three kids or two, or adults, two adults and, and two, kids. two kids yeah so if you have to you know for the sake of you're taking all your kids, maybe... You say you got two, two, one, and threes. What? Two, so, one, and threes? So 80 bucks. Okay. And you obviously filled it out. Now, you're saying it, but you're saying it's 25. So how many of those, five of you would you go? Five times 25. Well, but, but Rachel wants to come as well, you know. That's what I'm saying. She's the other adult. Six, you know. Yeah. It's actually cheaper for you to buy two, two families of one and three. Yeah. Um than going individually. So I'm saying you can see that there actually is a bit of a cost-saving option there. Yes. It's not just by 
the two adults and then the four kids. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, are you aware of that? Yeah, I, I know there are family tickets out there, but then you, you know, if you try and buy a Pluto pup outside, it costs you eighty bucks. If you if you try and eighty bucks for a Pluto, yeah, it does. I'm I'm sticking with that. Um, you, you know, so we we deliberately and the food on the inside is is costs a lot and isn't the best quality. So we'll deliberately go to Macca's on the way there so yeah. that the kids aren't hungry. And I suppose that's why you know. Well, I guess I guess what I'm trying to get to, mate, is what would it have to come down to as the entry price? Because you know they're not going to change the prices of the food inside. It's just not it, the reality of those elements is there's how many games a year at ANZ, there's how many games a year at SFS, there's how many games a year at um, Penrith, there's how many games a year at Oakey Jubilee, there's four games there, whatever it is, Win Jubilee, there's yeah. four games at Win Stadium. They have to make money on the times they have events there. So your concession stuff how many is people not going to be cheap. How many people went to the game? It was half capacity. It no, wasn't full capacity. That means, that means that they're making enough money on that amount of people. That's the way that it, it all ends up. It's, surely, it's, surely get, it would it would even out. But it's not that they make, make the I, same I'm amount of money. Being, like, I'm being devil's advocate here. I don't think the money that you spend inside is the reason you don't go. No, it's because the whole night isn't just the price of a ticket. So what I'm saying is, is is the price point the main reason you're not going? As in the price point to get into the ground. No, no. So if it was free, to me. if it was free to get in, would you go? Yes, because it would halve the cost. So what I'm saying is, at what point it costs you that, just as much for does the that food. ticket to get into the ground become too expensive? Is what I'm saying. Do you know what I am saying? I know what you are saying. You don't have to keep asking. Do you know what I am saying? I know what you're saying. Do you know what I am saying? Yeah, I believe I know what you are saying. Do you know what I am saying? Because you know that price once you get in the ground is not going to change. The price to get into the ground can vary, but the price to get once you're in there and having to buy stuff, that's not going to change. I, I think the first person to do it would make twice as much as everyone else. Halve the price of the food, make it good quality food, and now you're getting 20 times as many people coming back to your stadium. I honestly believe it's that. Funny. So I'm of, I'm of the different view. I don't think that's going to make a shred of difference. Okay. I don't think that's going to make a difference to me going to the game. Because to make the better food, it's a bit longer wait. The, co the cost of that food to be better quality is going to be exponentially more. You've got to rely on the fact that uh, people are going to come into the ground. Then, if they don't come into the ground, how much money do you spend? Do you waste on like, like the money, the, the food that doesn't get eaten? The fact that you can get the money from up front when they come in—that's what I'm saying. Is what what do you know? What in your mind? If you if I said you could take the whole crew, all six of you for fifty bucks, would that be? Yeah. Would that, would that get you in the door? Yes. Is that the price then, is what I'm saying? Yes. Because you think is. about it, for, for most... Because at the moment, it's over 100. Because it's not about getting in the door. It's about getting to the game, paying for your ticket, paying for the food when you're inside, or paying for your trip to Macca's as well. Whatever it is, it, the, when you sit down and figure it all out, it, it adds up to a lot of money, time, and effort. Yeah. And especially with kids... You know, it's not just like adults can hack it. Kids, you've got exactly. to look after them. Yep. Um, and if they say, I've got to go to the bathroom, you can't say, hold on to it because yep. that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you have to, you know, leave and go to take them to the toilet and all the rest of it. And it just makes it a little bit less enticing to, to take the kids to the game. I think what I'm trying to sort of get to is that I don't think it's purely a price thing. 
People say no, it's not purely. People a price say thing, that it's but it's you know, too much to go to the football. Well, it's actually an inconvenience thing. The price thing is the thing that tips it over the edge where you just don't go. Yeah, and I mean one of the things. No, that that's Dave true because Smith I mean I was, love going to the footy, even even with everything that yeah. I was just whinging about. I still go because I love doing it. But if I, you know, the first thing is you know, oh, let's go to the, to the footy this weekend. Oh, well, no, we can't afford it. Well, I'll give you I'll give you an example of, you know, oh, I'm not saying that it's the solution to everything, but. If I was Parramatta Football Club, yeah, and we've just moved out of our stadium because it's getting redeveloped, mm-hmm. and we're going to play our ten of our twelve home games right into the stadium, yeah. How the heck do I get people to come along? Why? Because it's not your home stadium. It's not your home stadium. People are used to going to Parramatta. It's an effort to get to uh, Homebush. No one likes going to Homebush. No one likes watching football in an empty stadium at Homebush. They've got two years, I think it is, where they'll be playing games at Homebush. Right. If you're the CEO, you're the marketing team, you're whatever. Well, how I, do you make that become a thing where you go, just come and try football, try, just come and try and watch it? Like, it's not to the point we make it free, but part of me goes, surely there's an aggressive way you can say, for the first four games of the season or first two games of the season, it's cost you ten bucks to come in. Yeah, I don't know. To me, they're your golden opportunities. If they were still at Parramatta Stadium, you couldn't do that. No, and I suppose the reason why they're doing it is because they see the you know the no they're not picture. doing it. I'm just saying, this is a suggestion. No, but they're moving to Homebush for two years or whatever it is. Oh, that's because it's the most convenient place to move. Because it's just yeah yeah right. But the reason why they're redoing the stadium is because once they redo the stadium, the idea is that that will then make it a lot better for everyone else for the next twenty years for, yeah. the, for the Parramatta fans. So but I'm also saying more. that's the value of trying something at ANZ is that I wor- I worry about their support. In the next two years, especially if they have another poor season, that first year, just no one's going to go. Do you know what? We I went to the to the Thunder, whoever it was, and it was a packed out stadium, and they only the capacity was only twenty thousand or something because it's at the Spotless Stadium. Yep. Not, and I did think to myself, okay, fair enough, they need to get a better atmosphere. But this is one of those times where if you know if they had a bigger stadium, they would have got more people in the door. But that's that. It's, it's a really, it's a actually good sort of segue on that, um, Dave. Is the the success of Big Bash and whatever. The reason Big Bash works is because you're at the time of year where people are free to be able to go. Yes. It probably is a little bit more expendable income within that period. Yeah. Um, it is awesome on TV. Yes. And when you see it's awesome on TV, you do get a hankering to go to games, and I think that's been seen in terms. Rugby of, league has that. But we're in six months, seven months of the year. This isn't a month. This is this. Yeah, it's created, a, yeah, that's right. It's a really great cool. the demand straight away. Yeah, and it's taken a few years. And we're not, and that's the other part of it. I think everyone's going to remember with Big Bash. We're in the sixth season of Big Bash. Yeah, it's not like this is season two and they're selling out every single game. Can I? Can I? You do your spiel. No, I'm just. I'm just. My what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm saying is, is that it is a sweet spot that they have absolutely nailed. Do you know how rugby league can't do that? Do you know the only reason why we went? Why did you go? We went because we got a two game membership. That was, if we paid for that, it was cheaper than us going to Wet and Wild once, and you get a free pass into Wet and Wild, with with the so it actually is, like, like they're taking money or they're giving money to us. Yep. In a way. Yeah. Now, not everyone's guaranteed to go to Wet and Wild, but we are. We we didn't sign on last year. They had it. We signed up this year. They didn't have Wet and Wild as a package. We did not sign up. Okay. Then they got the, the the deal through because I suppose their numbers were dwindling or whatever, and so just before Christmas they got the deal with Wet and Wild, 
That's when we signed up. Wow. Because, because that's when it made it viable. And it was purely a money thing. We are now going to Wet n Wild, which we would never have done because yeah. it, you've got to mortgage your house to go there. At least, we, at least we are one now of the going to Wet, Wet n Wild and we get the yeah. two experiences. Um, and the, they, you know, they have the great day out there at Rouse Hill where the, where the kids got to go and play with the players and meet the players and get the signing and all the rest of it. It was all part of the package. Um, and I suppose that's, we only got that because we were a member. So, yes, we could become a member of our local, of our chosen NRL team. Yep. For us, that's harder because we're, you know, Dragon supporters and they're down south. But um, those are the types of things that get you in. The challenge, as I say, is that you can't... I don't think we can look at Big Bash as a foolproof thing to, uh, to copy unless no. your competition's for a month. Agreed. That's, and that's the, that's, the, that's the killer of the league. And AFL obviously have done a better job at, at maintaining that you must go to the game kind of feel. Um, and it's helped with the quality of their stadiums and the rest of it uh, in Melbourne. But I just think the thing that we've touched on through this little discussion is that there isn't simply a make it cheaper and I'll go answer. It is, it's not that simple. Yet we keep hearing from all the fans that get quoted everywhere, oh, the NRL's just too expensive to go to. Now, I'm not an apologist for the NRL. I don't work for the NRL. But I know from seeing how this sort of information doesn't seem to resonate enough with people that they do put these deals on and they still can't get a, a big crowd. And that's because ultimately we haven't got the demand throughout the season to go to these games. We've played too many matches throughout the whole season. And that's why I think it's just you can't compare Big Bash to rugby no, league because yeah. we're just not going to get that ability yeah. to, to be that successful. And it's a shame. But it is the reality and I think we need to be realistic in okay what are the areas in which a club and i use that paramount example just as a thought that came to my head we've got to get people through the gates and that's what they've done well at big bash is that when they've got through they've enjoyed what they've seen oh yeah well that's debatable this year but anyway <laughs> um it's been a great season at big bash. it has been i just i just went to the two games where we stunk stunk yeah. um uh, look, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, Parramatta is the perfect one. Put a free pass to Wet n Wild in your membership. You'll get. You'll get. People, I would love to see Parramatta. You will get literally people, just say the first four games of the season. Just if you're, just come in. I'd love to see them just just open, almost not open the gates, but just find a way to make it like absolutely minuscule effort on your part. From a so it so as to get point. more people in. Just come along and see committed what, to the rest of the season. Think about it. Think about it. All right. We start the game competition in March. Yeah. Weather is good in March. Yeah. Weather is still pretty good in April. About mid-April it starts to turn. Yeah. They're your prime periods for getting people in when it's just the fantastic experience. You're there in your jersey. It's all you need. You don't need a jumper. You don't need long pants. You can just sit there and just relax. And it's a fantastic time of year to go to the football. The killer with when we get to the end of the regular season in August is it's still freezing cold. Or freezing, relatively speaking. Yeah. And even September can be pretty uncomfortable until the sort of. Oh, geez, I don't know about but, that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not you can't and you can't sell a team that's. But won are you three saying the weather? Are you saying the weather is the reason why? I'm people saying weather going? is an opportunity. Weather is a if if the weather is good at the start of a season when no team. That, is, that's when you want to do. No something. team is three and eighteen for the season. Yeah, that's true. That is the time you get people into the game. But I don't know. I'm just yeah agreed. Throwing out ideas. Hey. Yep. Anything else? I'm sure there is, but I can't think of it at the moment. All right. After the break, DC, DC, DC.
K2SO, whatever his name is, will uh, lead us out. When was the last time you were in contact with him? Not the footy show. Welcome back to Not the Footy Show. We uh, we just spent a little chunk of time whinging about the the rugby league when well not whinging oh, I don't know we were sort of discussing I was having a bit of a whinge really. And that sort of flies in the face of my, is it a catch cry? Enjoy your league league lovers. Enjoy your league league lovers. Stop whinging about it. Don't, don't do as I say, not as I do. And um, go out there and tell everyone how good it is. Because it really is. It's fantastic. I love it. I just, there are some points that I just think, come on. Um, we may have gone around in circles for the last 10 minutes. I understand that entirely. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I want to talk about. They're surely they're there, but I, like I say, I'm they rusty. Probably are, mate. But I think we covered Unless off the main ones: the Ben Hunt, yeah, thing, JT retiring, um, how to fix rugby league in less than seven minutes. Um, I think we pretty much nailed it all on the head. Uh, thanks to Dave for being available. We really enjoyed seeing Rogue One this afternoon. Um, that Darth Vader scene, seriously, I'm just still getting chills, and I've seen it about eighty-five times. Uh, Mr. DC, what are you up to this season, mate? What's what's the what's the main aim for 2017 for the the DC Chapman clan. Oh, that's a hard one. I was, I'm just trying to, you know, do my job well and keep getting. Just take it one week at a time. I mean, we. This is the first year in Give 13. 110. I'm going to leave that on alone. Um, this is the first year in 13 years that we don't have a kid in daycare, so we actually have some, you know, power to start paying off credit card bills oh, and start saving for a deposit on a house and whatnot. So that's our aim this year: um, get financially sorted. Because we haven't really been that for the you know for the last well decade, um, <laughs> getting some brutal honesty here people <laughs> on the show. What was I about to say before you before you asked me that? I've no idea. All I know is it's a really strong episode. Way to end the episode, I'll tell you. We've, All right. we've, uh, we've nailed we've, it. We've nailed it. Nailed it. What I will say, people, is that thank you for the response to the Nigel Bungano interview. If you haven't heard it, can we can DC? go and check it out? Yes, you can. You just uh, what do you? How do you listen to a podcast? You just subscribe to the podcast. You go to wdnicholson.com. No, you, just, you just download it. It's just, download you should have already joined us on iTunes, and it just automatically subscribe. Or you subscribe to it, and it downloads the podcast. But hopefully, you enjoyed it, and we really are keen to hear if there's anybody else you'd like us to talk to. Um, can have can enough connections? Can the listeners expect more podcasts from us? They can. Well, there's been three in ten days. This is what I'm saying. You found your mojo again. Oh no, I just I just had an outlet again. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, how do I put it? Um, Tied down, or yeah, let's just go with that. Uh, <laughs> like I had been for three years. So, yeah. Um, in the sense that being able to just actually devote some time to this is probably the biggest thing. And I just happened to be out uh, in the area uh, today, and I gave you a call, and we made it happen. So, mate, it's been twenty thirty six minutes. Gee, that NRL segment went for a while. Yeah. Whew. So if you, stop, if, you stop if, you stop, if you stop listening at about the 26-minute mark, I, I commend your choice. We are both on Twitter, but Dave hasn't used Twitter in <laughs> a long time. Who knows? With Mr. DC underscore 11, wasn't it? That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm uh, just grabbing me at NRL tweet uh, and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash NRL podcast. Please, please put a iTunes rating on there. It does help our podcast get back in front of people's eyes after a bit of a hiatus for the last three or four years. But uh, who knows what the next uh, episode brings. Hopefully it's another chat with somebody of interest, just like yourself, Dave. And we will uh, talk to you guys next I think, time. Well, well, the inside goss is that Warwick's got a, a chat with um, Jonathan Thurston next next week. So expect that. <laughs> no, that's, that's not correct at all. 
uh, maybe maybe later in the uh, in the year we'll see what we can do on that front. Uh, but yeah, if you've got an interesting person that you'd love to hear from in a similar vein to Nigel Bungano's career, which uh, Dave, I really am keen to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, maybe not on the podcast, but just have a listen to the listen to his story. Okay, it's uh, really interesting. And thanks once again to Nigel for uh, giving me his time to do that. Dave, we're done. We're done. I can't believe we've gone for 37 minutes. Let's stop going. All right, done. All right, let's speak to you later, everybody. Remember, give us a rating, please. Enjoy your League League lovers. Bye. I got just one thing to say, League lovers. It's robot fighting time! Oh, that didn't help at all, did it? Leaning back? I thought that might help. Pepsi.